I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard. Making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. How are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast with me, Ian Perkins, Ben Barrett. Hello, Dave Coates. Hello. How are we doing, lads? We're back. We're okay. Yes. Yeah, We're good. Up, yeah. I am absolutely sweltering in this tuxedo. I hope you two have got <laughs> yours on as well. Of course. I'm waiting, like... waiting for the little spinning bow tie to turn up. It hasn't turned up on time, but uh, yeah, I've got a bit of red carpet under my chair. So I do feel like, uh, you know, at the Oscars, I've got a tearful, emotional speech where I thank you both for everything. Um, ready. Well, you're not going you to win anything, awards, mate. Yeah. You know I say? You haven't what? won one, mate. <laughs> oh. won. Sorry, spoiler, everybody, but yeah. folks oh, didn't win well, one. There's no nomination. I don't know why I'm here, then. Why am I here? <laughs> Actually, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> of course, listeners, it is the, uh, the evening of the Glovies, the first ever Glovies. Um, Probably last ever. No, no, mate. We can't do it. That be the last ever. We got more 120 odd votes on each category. This won't. Oh, that's this, good. That's this good. won't be the last ever. Thank yes. you to each and every one of you. I know oh, that's a, my speech. Sorry, I'll save the speech. We've got a KPI. So next year, our KPI is that we've got to get more than 120 votes. What's a KPI? Keep they a, make nuts, don't they? Keep performance, dry roasted nuts. Key performance indicator. Oh, sorry, yeah, KPI nuts. Are we going to get like a six-month review or something? Are we getting? <laughs> have I, have this is Ian's PDR. He's given us a <laughs> given us a PDR. Well, Ben will have done a season, so you know you've got to have an end of season yeah. review. Coach oh, still on trial. Whip. Yeah, <laughs> Coach probation. Is on probation. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, KPIs. Well, yeah, obviously I'm. It's getting serious, folks. Obviously, pray for us. Pray yeah. for us. Yeah, Coates is the real, um, the real slave driver among us. I think. No, no, not me. Get, um, get moving. Come on. Yeah, Perkins. sorry. Sort before, it out. before we get into the glovies, um, should we talk about the news of this week? Um, it's Dave, been a newsy couple of days. It has. It has. has. There's been some peculiar maths on the website, um, and <laughs> we've, we've <laughs> we. Uh, but, so I went and played football, listener, on um, Wednesday night. Between the hours, listener. Of, uh, there's more than one of them, Ian. Listen, <laughs> between the hours of eight and nine, um, by the time I'd finished football <laughs> and got home, there was some scurrilous rumor mongering journalism on the website. So uh... I, I hold my hands up to this, and I will be judged by a higher power than you. <laughs> I will be judged by the people, the listeners, plural, of the Glovers cast. If I am wrong, 
and Morgan Williams is not a Yeovil Town player by the start of next season, I will I will throw myself on my on, on my sword. But I make <laughs> I make this is what modern journalism is today, my friends. You know, stalking people's Instagrams. That's you know that's what it's all about. <laughs> News of the world would have me if they were still around. And he did use the green hearts. He could have chosen the blue ones or the red ones or with different colours or the and red that, ones. But yeah, that beautiful backdrop. There was a certain hamstone you know, There was a little hamstone there. I've you seen know, I did my geological uh, research in this as well. Yeah. Not thrown together, this website, you no, know. Well, no, it's no, no. Um, Yeah, okay, so that was a bit of news. Well, we say news. News, <laughs> um, <laughs> not news, yeah. The... Um, I suppose the big headline, the big news is uh, Reese Murphy's um, top secret transfer has been confirmed today. No one saw it coming. No, no, I, out of the blue. Um, cheers, Reese. Into the blue, actually. Oh, oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Reese. Um, he's put a statement out. I haven't got it up to hand. I ain't got it to do, hand. Do you want me to read so it out? I've got it here if you want me to read it out. Whoever is first to it can. Okay, it. well, it's obviously it's on his Instagram, so I've obviously stalked that oh, as well. Okay. Get it? So, yeah. okay, so I'm going to read it. This is from Murph39. I don't think he's that old, but we'll go with it anyway. Okay, I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone at Yeovil Town Football Club. I'm sorry I was not present on the final day of the season to say goodbye to you all due to some personal issues. I've come to love this special club during my time here. It's been a privilege to be a part of such an amazing group of people working through the entire club that has helped me enjoy my time so much. I'd like to play special thank you to the gaffer and Terry, along with all of my teammates during the two years, and of course the amazing fans who I've absolutely loved playing in front of. I only wish we could have shared more moments together had it not been for COVID-19 preventing us. Your constant support from the moment I signed to the messages I've received wishing me well moving forward have been deeply appreciated. I'm gutted we haven't achieved our goal of promotion during my time here, but I hope that success isn't far away from the club. I will always have special memories and fondness of my time here. Thank you for having me at your very special club, Rhys Murphy. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's nice. He's got I mean, it would have been nice to hear it sooner, but uh, with it, it sounds like there's reasons why. Um, so we'll take him as his word. Yep. And say thank you say for thank the kind you. words. Thank you for the goals, Reese. Thank you for the goals. Yes, definitely. Thanks for the goals. Um, Especially the ones against Weymouth. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the other news amongst everything, uh, Carl Dickinson, the bloody mole on the inside of Hewish Park by the sounds of things. Um, he's, Taking us apart, isn't he? Yeah, he's taking Chris Dagnall with him to Hanley Town, um, yeah. which feels like a very big a big move for him, really. Feels It feels like Chris Dagnall is probably too good for step nine or whatever it is. Step is it five. Step five, there, him. Oh, step five, is it? Apologies, the ninth tier then, sorry. Um, that's a big drop, that, isn't it? He'll be good though, won't he? Oh, he'll be he'll be sensational. Yeah. They've got 35, but still runs around like he's 25. I'm gonna he? say he still yeah, still makes things tick. I mean, we were we were talking about the options of possibly keeping him at step one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, big big signing for them. Big signing for them. Congratulations to to, to Daggers and to Dicko for, for getting that one across. I think they're gonna be yeah, they're gonna be definitely one to keep on our next season. Everyone's Every whatever Yeovil fans de facto second team now, I think Hanley Town. Well, I was watching they uh, they've obviously been tweeting. There's been a lot about uh, you know this announced this preseason friendly on social, isn't it? And and uh, they said again that they, I think they've got a Friday off where they they're trying to find someone to play. And they they were saying the club account saying announce Yeovil away, so they want to come and play us at our place. And I said, well, if you stop nicking our players, we probably haven't got eleven to put out now, have we? So exactly. they need to stop nicking <laughs> our players if they want to play us. Crying out. <laughs> yeah, Dicko's going to come and two foot me now, well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you, you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Morgan Williams doesn't get me first. Um, was there any other news we <laughs> want to talk about? Any other news? There's some good news. Is there? Jackie and Colin Noyfville have said that uh, Josh is doing well. Wow. Good. Stitches have been taken out. Scars are healing very well. Back again in two weeks, and hopefully after that visit, Josh can get in the pool to continue his recovery. Josh Noyfield. Is on the mend, and Luke Aylin got married, which is lovely because we like him. 
Well done, Luke. Well done, Luke. Congratulations. Yeah, and me and Coatsy uh, recorded an interview with Ben Smith earlier this week, which will... Breaking news. Yeah, well, not that breaking, but which will be on in a couple of Mondays' time. Not next Monday, the Monday after. Um, yeah, we had a nice chat with uh, with Ben. We did. It week. was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. It was interesting to hear about his time and his... Uh, uh, experiences, should we call it, playing under David Webb? If yeah. anyone remembers that, he was, um, yeah, a man not to be, not to be trifled with. And Ben did uh, <laughs> tell us a couple of stories about that, which are worth listening to. I think. And you two are going to record a podcast with an unnamed former Glover as well this coming week to get in the books as well, aren't you, lads? I, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm quite excited to hear to hear your interview. That's quite a, a big, a big one. one. <laughs> It is, yeah. I mean, it's it's a tall order. Oh, I'm, I'm, I can't think of anything without actually saying his name. Yeah, I've said it to him. Oh, I've ruined it. Oh, no. No, I Okay. Fine. Right. Um, shall we uh, move on to the quiz before we get into the glovies? Do the quiz first. Are, you, are you ready for the quiz? Ian? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I've got a feeling. I, oh, this is, it feels good. I've got a feeling in my waters today. A feeling in my waters. I think you're up against it, mate. Are you ready? Have you been? What have you been like revising? I don't revise. Oh, right. Look at that! Thinks he can just breeze in here, doesn't he? The arrogance. <laughs> the contender. The contender has put in some revision. He's told us so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you know. You guys can throw around, throw around words all you like, but how many how many quizzes did you win, Ben? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I won a few. I won a few. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I don't think it is okay. He's saying okay a lot, but I don't think <laughs> Right. Let's go into the okay. quiz and uh, then we'll be back after the quiz with the Glovies. Okay, so it is quiz time, which means that I'm in the uh, in the hot seat here, and uh, Mr. Perkins is feeling the pressure. He's really in the hot seat here because we've got a challenger, a new challenger, which is Nigel Dyson, uh, a um, Yeovil Town supporter of of many years. Nigel, welcome to the Glovers Cast. Thank you very much. So uh, you can give us a bit of an in- intro to you, to yourself, Nigel. How long you were telling me the other day you remembered. The game you first saw, the score, and who we played—is that right? That it was 1988. Um, it was about sometime in October. Uh, we played Runcorn down at the old ground, two nil down, and then a couple of substitutions turned the whole game round, and we got a point. And I thought, I really like this, and I think I've been hooked ever since. So what's that? 33 years, I think. Oh, I mean, get less than that for murder these days, don't you? So, <laughs> well, I think Ian will probably be trembling now because that's oh, a level yeah. of detail. I've not heard that level of detail from any other contenders in this quiz. <laughs> no. So, okay. Well, I'll just run through the rules again. I think we, uh, I think we all know what we're talking about. But just for anyone who hasn't heard this before, so the game is Yeovil Town. Who am I? Um, and what I will do is I will read out um, a little potted history of uh, of a player, uh, a former Yeovil Town player, obviously, career. Um, and the first person to shout out the correct name uh, wins that point. So it's best of three. Um, if you shout out an incorrect name, uh, you are out of the out of the round until I get to the end of the next paragraph, and then I'll bring you back in. So do we understand the rules, gentlemen? Yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> Good man, right. Ben's lurking in the background. He's going to be on uh, on crowd control, secure <laughs> just in case it gets a bit lively. Case it all kicks off. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. So I'll start with the with the first former Yeovil Town player. I was born in Ostrava in the Czech Republic in 1993. And Marek was recruited in... Incorrect. You are out until Ooh. I call you back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the Czech Republic in 1993 and was recruited into the Youth Academy of Banik Ostrava at six years old. Then, as a teenager, I was picked up by Liverpool, joining the Youth Academy in 2009. Ian, Jacob you Oh, who said that? Mike Nigel. Jacob uh, It was. Oh. Sokolik. I, go, I, I, go, I go too early on these. 
you did go a bit early with Marek's deck there. Czech Republic, but, uh, can, Czech Republic. Yeah, I can see where you went there. I, can <laughs> I was see racking where you brain went. for another Czech-born player. I knew there was one, and I couldn't. it was there somewhere, and I couldn't pull it out of the back of my head, but I got it. Okay. Right, well, we're in uncharted territory here, because Ian is, is one wrong answer, or Nigel's one right answer, away from losing his crown. So, uh, not that I'm trying to build this up at yeah. all. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> player number two. I was born in Bedford in 1980 and played a schoolboy level for both Luton Town and Birmingham City before I was spotted as an 18-year-old by Norwich City playing for my local team in Bedfordshire. A year later, I was released from Norwich and made the long trip to Plymouth Argyle where I spent a spell on trial at the end of the 1980... Incorrect, Ian. You're out until the end of this paragraph. Okay. <laughs> um, long trip to Plymouth Argyle, where I spent a spell on trial at the end of 1998-99 season, impressing in the club's youth setup and reserves before eventually signing permanently in June 1999. Okay, Ian, you're back in. Okay. Um, I made my professional debut for the Pilgrims on the opening day of the 99-2000 season, coming off the bench in a 2-1 defeat at Southend United, who I would go on to represent later in my oh, career. Say again. Paul Watton. Paul Watton is incorrect, I'm afraid, Nigel. You're out for the until I call you back in. Um, my performances for Plymouth Reserves caught the eye of Yeovil Town manager David Webb, who brought me in on loan in April 2000, and I was paired up front alongside Warren Patmore in a 2-2 draw against Stevenage. Is it Barrington? It is. Who was that? Me, was Ian. That that was Ian. It Barrington is Belgrave. Barrington Belgrave. You're right, it was. Oh, <laughs> right. One all. I can feel the pressure here. I'm, I'm building the pressure, I admit, but okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm I nervous. know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrifying. I'm nervous. This is wonderful. I love this. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's sarcasm or general. No, general. I, I genuinely do love this. I am right. okay. very much excited by this. So this is, this is a uh, sudden death. Whoever shouts this out correctly wins. Come on, Nigel. Okay. We're all behind you. We're all rooting <laughs> for you, Nigel. <laughs> right. I was born in Oxford in November 1985 and started my playing career in the academy at Southampton as a 15-year-old. I worked my way up through the club's youth setup and reserves before being loaned out to Walsall, then playing in League One in October 2005. I made my senior debut in midfield for the Saddlers in a 3-2 defeat at Port Vale and played only once more before injury cut the spell short, something which would sadly become a hallmark of my career. I did make my first senior start for Southampton in January 2006, coming on 36-minute substitute for, ironically, an injury to David Prutton in a 1-0 FA Cup win at Leicester City. The following season, I went out on loan. Simon Gillett. Is correct. Oh. Yeah. Simon Gillett. Oh, That's was, absolutely spot on. That was on my tongue. Nigel. That was on my tongue. On the tip of his tongue. Yeah. We have a new champion. champion. I, I managed to remember it. Yeah, Simon Gillett. <laughs> Simon Gillett. That's correct. Well, well done, Nigel. Nigel. Congratulations. You've, you've, given, gonna... you've given the listeners what they want, I think. <laughs> Give me and Ben what we want. Anyway, yeah, pretty so much, well. yeah. yeah. Right. Well, Nigel, we may have to we may have to bring you back for the uh, for the next one. Then we'll have to uh, we'll, we'll maybe uh, see if uh, if Ben fancies rising to the challenge or whether we uh, we go and find another contender to take you on. But are, are, are you happy to come back, Nigel? Yeah, yeah, more than happy to come back. And uh, it's like Paul in the local pub, isn't it? Winner stays on. Yes, it that's is. it. Yeah, yeah winner yeah. stays on. Yeah, to yeah. get your fifty p's down on the table. That's it. <laughs> My fifty p is down. Let's yeah. go. That's it. Oh. Right. OK, that's Ben's risen to the challenge of the next one, Nigel. So I tell you, it's a brave man listening to that performance. If he's going to take that, that, that was That was sensational. Where's he pulled Jakob Sokolik from? <laughs> that is outrageous. The Czech Republic, <laughs> by the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, true. Fair, yeah. <laughs> But but just before you go, Nigel, I I, I have to say this because I was uh, I mentioned this to uh, Ben and Ian on our WhatsApp chat the other day. Is it correct that you are approaching three thousand Yeovil Town programs in your collection? It is. Yeah. If I put the camera on, I can show you. Because oh, all right. Oh. I've actually got two bookcases behind me. I've got oh, a home bookcase and a way bookcase. It's got. A home... 
that is something that well the listeners can't see that but what you might have to do for us nigel is send you us a photograph in front of it. <laughs> yeah send us send us a photograph of your of your collection because that is that is something else i i don't know if there's anyone out there's got more than that i wouldn't have thought maybe I, paul in the green and white shop, i can right? hear i can hear the envy coming from ben <laughs> <laughs> yeah ben loves a yeovil town memorabilia and they're all in date order as well, sadly. Wow. It's the organisation. You've got to appreciate the organisation more than anything. There you go. Well, that Ben's is outrageous. A, Ben's a big fan of uh, of squad numbers as well, Nigel. Yes, I hear you're pretty hot on those. So <laughs> Maybe that could be the quiz next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, yeah, well, actually, that's that, that we, we might change it up and see if we can, uh, yeah, get get a squad number in there. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll reference that in the uh, in next week's quiz. Oh. On the edge of their seats, weren't they waiting for that? The listeners now. (laughs) Brilliant. Right, Right. Nigel. Well, thanks very much for joining us. And we will will speak to you uh, next week by the sounds of it. Okay, lovely. Take care, guys. Nice to speak to you all. Cheers. Thanks, Nigel. Cheers, Nigel. Well... Uh, hot off the heels of that defeat, I've now got to co-host the Glovies. Um, I'm sure I can, you know, muster up the. Uh, You're gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, he's got the brave face in it, folks. He is. He is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, mean... I'm not a sore loser at all. I'm fine. I'm fine with losing. I'm. I'm, you, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Hey Ben. Ben, <laughs> don't you start Ross Ben. <laughs> Insert Ross Geller. Oh, me. I'm, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Who didn't talk to us for 24 hours after losing on the quiz last <laughs> He did talk to us. It was just mostly swear words about can Exeter we, City can away we, on the open can we give out some? Can we give out some damn awards, please? The people have been waiting. <laughs> Move it on. Move it on. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your votes for the Glovies. Um, a lot more people voted than I thought, so that was quite exciting. We had an actual competition, although it wasn't too much of a competition on some of these. Um, so let's go with it. Right, the first award on the uh, Glovies is the Power of Positivity Award. Um, who's the campaign? What's the campaign that, that promotes this? In association with the uh, Be More Barracks campaign. Yeah, we should have called that the Fence Sitter Award, shouldn't we? Yeah, the Splinter Group. <laughs> <laughs> He's got most right. of them out of his backside after last weekend. Now. And the nominees are... And the nominees are... Uh, Lee Collins' daughter sending Darren Sahl the wrong way from the penalty spot on the last game of the season. That was prior to kickoff. Good finish. Good Lovely. Finish. Um, fans crowdfunding during last summer, raising more than £50,000 for the club coffers. Well uh, done, well done. Simon cost Woodlands. Yeah, <laughs> cost us all a fortune. <laughs> I wore my shirts the other night, though, so that's good. Um, Simon Woodlands crowdfunding for the family of Lee Collins that he started off his own back uh, back in April. And good work, Simon. Good, well good done, Simon. Yeah, genuinely good effort. And another great effort from uh, Kieran Conway, who's been on the podcast, uh, talking about his amazing running from Taunton to Hewish Park, which he finally competed in um, the final or oh, the Maidenhead game, wasn't it? The evening game. He he rocked up to Hewish Park after being put off a couple of times. So uh, well done to Kieran. Um, you can read uh, he gave the, the news. Ca- he gave the cash, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on the Glovers Cast website, you can see the news story of Kieran handing over his check to the um, the uh, I think it's the breast cancer appeal, isn't it? In um, at Yeovil yeah, Hospital. Yeah. Um, so Good yeah, work, that. well Good done, work, Kieran, that. and well done the fans for all their you know financial support over the course of the season. It's been uh, yeah, it's been amazing that how much people have put into the various campaigns over the course of the season um fantastic um and the winner is with more than yeah with more than half of the vote 56 percent of the vote is the moment that lee collins daughter sent darren sale the wrong way from the penalty spot we lovely stuff there's a lovely stuff yeah well done amelia wasn't it amelia that that, that took that penalty i think so yeah who um did the post-match presser with Darren as well. So, yeah, that was a, a heartwarming moment at the end of a, a bleak season. Um, and the majority of voters thought the same as me. So, well done. 
Well on, done. Very good. On very to good the next idea. one. This is a big one. This is a big award. A big Who wants mm. to take this one? Can I hand it so over to you, Ben? That... Yeah, so this was the Young Player of the Season Award. Is there a reason why I don't get to do this one? Because I'm not young enough. Is that what it is? <laughs> is there an old player of the season? Because you're old enough to be their dad. You're saying we've, we've got an agenda? Wow, okay. Right, yeah. The old player of the season award as well. <laughs> I, want that. I want that next well, time. There's plenty of nominations for that one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the young player of the season award. The nominees were, in no particular order... Josh Neufill, Tom Knowles, Billy Sass-Davis, Joe Quigley and Max Hunt. Again, a lot of votes in this one and only 10, 10 individual votes. 47% for the winner. The second placed uh, runner-up, if you like, had 39% with just 10 fewer votes. It was very, very close between two of them. I don't think it's particularly necessarily rocket science to say which two, is it, lads? <laughs> no. Possibly not, no. Possibly not. Well, I can tell you that in second place, a notable runner-up is Josh Neufill, 39% of the vote. The winner of your Young Player of the Season Glovey Award, Mr. Tom Knowles. Hey. Well, well thoroughly well-deserved. Yeah, yeah well I'm, I'm really glad he's got... He's got um, He's picked up some glovies, some some glovies, lovies, because I think he's uh, he's really he's really grown into the season, didn't he? I think he really kind of kicked in. It took a while to get going, but once he did get going, he was first name on the team sheet. Really exciting player, and he's ours for next season. I'm really yes. excited about that. Don't fall in love with footballers. <laughs> you might have already done it, mate. You okay. might be there with this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shall we go on to the next one? Yes. Okay, so the third award of the night is the Michael McKindo Award for Villain of the Season in association with Trevor Kettle. The nominees for this award, you weren't allowed to vote on this one, dear listeners, but the uh, the nominees are referees, basically all of them, but, but the ones in the National League. The National League Board. Chesterfield FC, who have a special place in the heart of our 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 boss, Mr. Perkins, and Yeovil Town's silent chairman, Scott Priestnell, who uh, we haven't heard of heard from for quite some time now. So, do, uh, do we want to chat this one through, lads? Where are we Absolutely, go? yeah. Let's go. Let's go from. Uh, okay, so we, you know, rule one of the Glover's cards. I'm going to say, we, yeah, rule one has been not has been thrown the out the window. It has. The end of the season. it has, but I think, you know, the main point of that rule is otherwise we'd be talking about referees every single week because of the decisions, whereas I think at the end of the season we can, I think that rule can be um, bypassed for, you know, this sort of award because, you know, they have been absolutely atrocious. and uh, Oh, horrendous. For this, horrendous. A, for this award to be, you know, associated with Trevor Kettle as well is yeah. very uh, apropos. He, he'd feel a little bit hard done by, I think, uh, <laughs> with some of the performances <laughs> half against. He'd probably rate quite well against uh, some of the ones we've seen this season. Yeah. Are there any shockers that you can, you know, pluck so out? Like, so, so, the first so, so, the one I can think of is the first one of the season. The Kings uh, Lynn one. The Kings Lynn, where yeah. it was handball and offside and, yeah. you know, oh, awful. just bad. So i tell you one that sticks in my mind, yeah. which will be, seem odd to everybody. Ruben Reed against uh, Weymouth at Weymouth. Do you remember his first game? Oh, the goal. He scored yeah. that header <laughs> and no one could work out what he did wrong. He basically headed the ball, jumped with the defender and he ruled it out. I, I still haven't got a clue what that is. Yeah. And obviously, Alex if he'd have scored card. then... You wouldn't have yeah, been so yeah, against him, would you? <laughs> exactly. He would have been his a first player. Game back. Yeah. <laughs> different player. Different player. But Bradley's red card. You're right, Ben. That was yeah, a, that was, a soft that was one. another another shocker. Yeah. yeah, they've been horrendous. Absolutely horrendous this year. The referees. Rule one will come back into a force next season. But my word, like we thought the ones in the football league were bad. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had enough Trevor Kettles in our time, Gavin Wards. But I mean, they've been shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. There is an exception to the rule, and I feel horrendous because I cannot, cannot for the life of me recall her name. But it, we had the we had the, the female referee, and she was by a million miles the best one we've had this season. And I'm really gutted. I can't think of her name, so apologies for that. But she's been 
the best, but she is the exception rather than the rule um, because they've been just shocking from start to finish. And the National League board, not much better. <laughs> yeah, terribly survived handled a, situation, haven't they? You know, Survived a, a, a vote by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, That's because, not what they said. Know, well, no, but more <laughs> clubs actually voted for them to go than stay. But yeah. because of the waiting system, it meant that the teams who voted for them to leave basically only got 0.1 of a vote, as opposed to all the clubs who wanted them to stay got one whole vote. So, skin of their teeth. PR aside, they got away with it, but they've mismanaged everything this season, haven't yeah, they? From the off the field, you know, from the kickoff, even from the, the from March last year when the season was um, put on hold. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Go back to yeah. crap then, and crap throughout the season, and uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're... the only one of them who had the decency to leave was the was the chairman, wasn't it? The rest of the uh, spineless cowards amongst them are uh, still there next season. So Do- yeah. no, Dover's Dover's uh, chairman. Oh, he left. did as well. He yeah, yeah, he left. He who he'd have lumped them all at the next one, wouldn't he? Jim Parmenter. Who is the um, the journalist who's at Chelmsford, who does the odd podcast here and there, and's on the BBC. Oh, a lady. Ollie Bailey. No, a lady. No. Um, she was at Chelsea. Oh, yes. And she. Oh, she does the football league highlights sometimes. Yeah, Caroline Barker. Caroline Barker was on the. Uh, she she withdrew her. She withdrew her support, didn't she? She withdrew last year. Oh. Um, yes, because I she wasn't that. happy with how things were being handled as well. So yeah. well done, Caroline Barker. My new my new favourite. Uh, uh, pundit or uh, she's commentator. A good pundit. She's a great pundit. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah very, very good. good. Okay. And the referee, Ben, Rebecca Welsh, it was. Does that, that sound right? It. She was the ref of Altrincham in yes. the game that I didn't go to see but did go to see. And she was <laughs> yes. good. And she, yeah. she, she, she was, uh, I remember having a bit of a laugh and a joke with uh, Chris Dagnall, Hamley Town's Chris Dagnall, uh, <laughs> gave her a she mouthful did. and she could have booked him, but she didn't. She just sort of uh, had, a, had a bit of a laugh with him and said, you know, don't say that again. So, and he didn't, so... <laughs> Yeah, very good. She was good. Well rest. So Chesterfield, Ian, come on, you've got to talk yeah, about this Chesterfield. Yeah, this is all, all yours, mate. Wow, it's not totally me, but, you know, furlough FC, <laughs> the, the second coming of uh, the 1970 Brazil team. Um, <laughs> the manager is, who is the manager? Sir Alex Ferguson. Reincarnation like, of Guardiola. Well. <laughs> Redefined non-league football. Non, yeah, right? he has. He has um, just, you know, they poached all their players from Gloucester. Um, money bags, furloughed a load of players as well because they nicked all the COVID tests, didn't they? Nicked all the COVID tests Nick, of people yeah, as well. Went and got yeah. some. Well, no, it was the vaccinations, wasn't it? It wasn't the test. Yeah, they, they oh, the vaccinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a vaccine yeah. centre nearby, and they went and had them as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we'll have to play them again next season because they <laughs> got knocked out. But you know, lol. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that's Chesterfield, um, yeah. and the last one on the list. Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. I've not I've not heard from him for such a long time. But uh, I think he's still the chairman. I'm sure he'll let us know at some point. But uh, yeah, yeah, sure. He's just, just busy. Yeah. Well, wow. Steve Steve Priestley. Steve. <laughs> I said his name earlier. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, that's it's such a shame. He kind of becomes a late entry into this because. He was so talkative and social and yeah. saying all the right things at the start of the se- Yeah, saying all the right things at the start of the season. You know, we've got a lovely new kit. We've got a uh, we put a charity sponsor on the front of the kit and said nice things about that. And then we did have a very horrible this, kit at first, though. We did more, more, <laughs> more on that later. More on that later. Um, so he becomes a late entry because, like I, like we've talked about, he's just disappeared off the face of the planet through one he of is. the most. Uh, the most tumultuous times a club is ever, ever going to have to go through. And he left our, our gaffer stranded to front up as the representative for the entire club. And that's not acceptable. No, regardless of what, regardless of whether you think he's the right man to take the club forward or not, that's neither here nor there to, to just disappear at this, when the club needed a leader and a figure. Nah, that's not, that's not good enough. And that, you know, that's why he's 
that's why he's been nominated in the Michael McIndover for the end of the year in association yeah. with Trevor Kettle Award. So who are we giving this to? Oh. Right. I don't think you can give it to Chesterfield because they didn't go up. All that... Yeah, they've suffered bi- enough. All that all that Billy Big Bollock stuff and they didn't even go up. So, <laughs> ah, that's how you suffer. I don't think you can give it to referees because I still think Rule 1 has to have some sort of application here. So, one way I or mean, another, I Scott it... Priestnell is going to lose out, isn't he? Because he's on the National League board as well. <laughs> so, I think we give it to the National League board because it encompasses Scott and more others also get the wicked like, wield of the 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 gloveys. Right. I'll gamble. see. So how are we going to give this prize to Scott Bruce? <laughs> Does anyone know where he well, is? Well, we'll post it to the National League HQ. That's yeah. it. That's a good idea. There we yeah. Go. Yeah. Please forward this on. <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to the National League board. Yeah. Well yeah. done. You've won. Yeah, Michael Mackindo will be presenting <laughs> you with the award personally. If we can find him as well. And whilst he's there, he's got another presentation for you. But just a word of advice, don't sign up for anything. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. Careful. Triangular. Careful. careful. <laughs> Our lawyers are watching. <laughs> we don't have any. That's why we that's why Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why we have to be careful. Right. Okay, quick. Next one then. Next right. one. Right. The uh, moment of the season. Um, the nominees in no particular order. Uh, Gabriel Rogers, winner at Bromley in the FA Cup. What a great moment. The 120th that minute. Cool. Yeah, that Unbelievable. was Unbelievable. Cool. Uh, Tom Knowles, his goal against Boreham Wood after, you know, after weeks of not playing after the pass in the league. Collins, we, we come back and uh, uh, win the game. And yeah, a great moment of the season that we got through that. And... Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, told. That picture Emotional of him one. pointing at the sky uh, yeah. at the end of it will live with us for a long time, won't it? Uh, yeah. Then we've got the celebration of Lee Collins on the final day of the season, which was a really you know emotional day to be at Hewish Park and um, be a part of that and see it all. It was um, yeah. So there's that one. Uh, another one is the fourth minute applause for Lee Collins versus Maidenhead, which for me that that was an amazing moment a moment of spontaneity where all the pitch all the players stopped all the staff stopped it was just yeah uh goosebumps um and luke wilkinson's winner against torquay uh a game or two after they'd smashed us at their place uh the skipper comes up good and bangs a header in that was a hell of a moment too wasn't it we haven't had many good we haven't had many good moments during the season yeah um, in yeah. a normal season, that Wilkinson moment would have would have done better. Yeah, I think it's that good of a moment because we got battered by them a couple of weeks before, a couple of days before. wasn't long, was it? Um, and properly battered by them, and were one nil down. And Neufeld pops one in the top bins, and then we go and get one again, and then end up holding on for that one. That's that's going to be an underrated moment of the season, but we completely understand why. There can be only one. Yeah. There can be only one, yeah. <laughs> and the winner with 49 votes is the celebration of Lee Collins on the final day of the season, which is an absolutely worthy moment to uh, to claim this award. It was, yeah, amazing to be there and, and see yeah. how together the fans were after a season of not being together and, and the club as well and how, how um, closely... Um, we we all came at that moment as well. It was something, you know, it was like the total opposite of what the season's been with us being all so far apart and um, distant for this moment to then come in and uh, um, bring everyone back together on the last day in the sunshine, um, you know, in horrendous circumstances. But it was it was nice. And with his family there to to hear what he meant to everyone as well. Absolutely, yeah. Touch, yeah. And we should point out that the fourth minute applause for Lee against um, Maidenhead came second with twenty percent of the votes, and then Tom Knowles's goal was uh, was third, uh, which obviously was the first game back after um, uh, the break due to Lee's death. So yeah, I think Lee Collins is uh, is all over is all over that moment uh, that the moment of the season award, isn't he? And rightly so. Yeah. Hey, hey. It is so, now time to move Barrett. on. It is, and then we're going to move on to the goal of the season award. Now, I 
spent literally a good hour running through all of the highlights from the season to try and narrow it down. And it wasn't easy. We may not have scored that many goals this season, but we've scored. <laughs> I was say, we've scored, scored a few good and stretched it to an hour. Some, we've scored some belters, some absolute belters. So I made a subconscious decision that I was only going to try and choose one from each player because Tom Knowles could have had a goal of the season tournament by himself. Yeah. And Neufeld wasn't too far behind either. So I have put all of these... Um, all of these clips on the website. We will put the the uh, them back on if you want to take a look at them. And there were some seriously good ones. So we've got, uh, in no particular order, the FA Cup goal, Gabby Rogers against Bromley. We've already mentioned as part of the moment of the year. We've got Josh Neufeld. Like I said, he could have had several. I thought about putting in the Torquay goal, where he pops one in the top bins to, to pull it back to one all. But in the end, the Barnet goal, where he takes on half the side and just calmly and, and delightfully just pops one around the, the goalkeeper is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Reese Murphy, how can you not have a goal of the season tournament without uh, Reese Murphy? And in the end, sided with the uh, home goal against Woking, the little flick from the corner. Oh, the back of, heel, uh, wasn't the it? The little yeah. back heel on the front post. He has to get it absolutely spot on. That was genuinely brilliant. Matty Warburton, the, uh, the four out of seven performer of the season. Uh, only scored one goal for us uh, this season, but it was an absolute belter away against Woking. Left foot, ball drops nicely to him. He drops a shoulder, pops it around the corner into the bottom of the goal. Really, really nice finish. Such a shame we didn't get to see more of him in that pomp. And the other one was Tom Knowles against Hartlepool, where he just absolutely wallops one from about 400 yards out. Again, um, it's a long way, one, I'll give you. Hartley. It's a long way, yeah. Is that the one that the wind took? The wind? <laughs> the wind took. Sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. It was, it was a long ball forward from Smith, Smith if I remember rightly. Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm being Controls facetious. It. Yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> and this one wasn't particularly close, if truth be told. There was one vote for Warburton, and it wasn't me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, so someone else voted for Warburton. That's fine. Uh, Murphy got eight votes. That's, that's, I think that's a little bit harsh. 13 votes for Neufville. I fear I may have been... I may have picked the wrong Neufel goal. Oh, there. I don't there know. That one is Barney. It was decent. Was yeah, a, it was decent. There were others that may have got more votes. Rogers versus Bromley got 24 votes and it left Tom Knowles to pick up his second glovey of the night with Clear the mantelpiece. Clear the mantelpiece. <laughs> 73 votes. Tom Knowles, absolute thronker <laughs> against Hartlepool away has uh, taken the victory. A game in which I think we got beating but we scored a lovely lovely goal and so congratulations to tom Knowles. well done tom we'll have to call these the nosies at this rate wouldn't we the, the nosies yeah, yeah okay on to the next okay. one dave so on to the next one i don't know who this is sponsored by maybe we'll just have to make it up as as as, as we go along the overachiever of the year sponsored by you decide who is sponsored by i can't think of anybody but um so the nominees are Joe Quigley, the head on a stick. Carl Dickinson, who played with one leg um, and was too old, according to some people. Josh Neufill, who we didn't really know anything about before he turned up. And Chris Dagnall, uh, the uh, midfield dynamo. So what are we going to do with this one? Are we going to chat about this one again? Yeah, let's, let's, let's go through them. So I think, you know... I think all these nominations are worthy, really. You've sort of touched on them, but Joe, you know, if we based what we thought Joe Quigley was going to do for us on the reaction from Dagenham fans when we signed him, um, I think it's fair to say his goal return and his performances, um, he has overachieved. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We didn't really know what to expect, really, did we? But he had a really good debut. I seem to. I do remember his debut, and I remember thinking, "This guy's not a head on a stick at all." There's more to him than that, and a uh, wonderful hat trick. The third goal, in particular, absolutely walloped it. Um, he's yeah, really someone that I think I'm quite happy to have leading the line next season. And we didn't know that, that was going to be the case when we signed him. When we think about what we had, go back to last season, it was Murphy and Duffus, and this season we've had others sort of 
try and fulfill that role. We had no idea where Quigley was going to be. He could have been a come on for 20 minutes and try and hold up a game or just play long ball to him. But it's not. He's become a really, really vital player. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of him next season and the season after. Signed, obviously, for a longer time. So, yeah, Quigley's a really good nomination in this category. I, I like him a lot. I, I also want to give a shout out to Neufil of this one because he came in as, well, he came in alongside Gabby Osho. And we didn't really know, we didn't know it was going to be that way round. We thought it might have been that we kept Osho for the rest of the season. And Neufil kind of bit part player and a little bit here, a little bit there. We'd had Jack Clark, who was going to be, who was meant to be that kind of player who didn't really make an impact. We didn't really know what Neufil was going to be like bit of a, a freebie, a free hit for the season. And he's been sensational. He's been absolutely yeah. sensational. I, so I remember you... seeing him, just Neufield. He played for Woking against us last season, um, season before last now, when we lost down there. And he was a completely different player. He was like playing as a centre forward, you know, because he was fairly you know, tall and therefore hold, holding the ball up. And I remember thinking, well, we kind of got that already in, in, in Joe Quigley. Do we really need another one? And then he came off the bench, didn't he? I can't remember who against, but he came on for like the last 15 minutes. And I just remember the first time he picked up the ball and he just ran at someone. And you thought, oh, blimey, maybe he's not, uh, you know, a hold the ball up kind of player, this lad. He's, um, you know, he's got something about him. And he is one of those players that we all love that that, that put, um, put you on the edge of the seat and you just think when he gets the ball, you just think, oh, here he goes. So, I, I can I cast my vote now? Yeah. And say and say Josh Noisville out of these four. I know we haven't discussed the other two, but I'm going. <laughs> I'm going straight for Josh Noisville. Quality. And you talk about uh, Dicko and Dagnall, the old boys. Yeah. So I thought, you know, with uh, everything this season, you know, I I don't think Carl Dickinson probably thought he was going to play as many games as he has ended up playing this season. Um, obviously the the circumstances at the club and him having to play and I think you know he's shown that you know we by the end of the season we thought well we could do with him for another year can't we um so for me that's an overachievement and yeah playing on with injury and really leading leading the club through a really difficult time probably wasn't on his mind in uh September October when the season kicked off so that's why I've uh put Carl in this one and uh, Dagnall the renaissance of Chris Dagnall in centre midfield um, I don't think anyone saw that coming either and so that's why he's he's there for me my vote is going to Joe Quigley so it's one each so Ian if you don't want to go for one of the uh, two old boys we've got ourselves <laughs> you can you can be the deciding vote if you want to go for the two one of the two old boys we're somehow going to have to split the award three ways. Well, you know, <laughs> I I think um, I think Joe needs it more than Josh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's give it to uh, let's give it to Joe quickly. I think I I I didn't think he'd end up with this goal return. Um, Dagenham fans were you know slating him when we signed him, and he's really shown to be not what they said. So for me. Uh, yeah, Quigley is is the overachiever. I'm trying to think of uh, who we can sponsor this award by. Who who's who overachieved for us? Would you say Nathan Smith came from Potter's mm. came from Potter's Bar, came from non-league, yeah. and ended up doing Gavin pretty Tom well, Lenore. didn't he? Well, that's <laughs> not Gavin no, Tom. He didn't, he didn't overachieve. <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite? Underachieve. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> just ask what right. the opposite to underachieve is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, move it on, move it on. Come on, move it on. Okay, okay. So uh, another award here sponsored. Uh the uh Mark Bertram Award for the injured player of the season. We had a few. We had a yeah. few. I think the oh, nominations I, I, yeah. are all fairly self explanatory. Um we've got in no particular order. Reese Murphy, who spent a lot of time on, uh, you know, COVID breaks, uh, the groin injury at the end of the season, and we didn't see that much of him this year. Um, Courtney, Courtney Duffers is in there more for the impact that his injury at the start of the season had. It felt like a total derailer. Um, Luke Wilkinson, ever present last year and has had a terrible time with injuries, and um, Lawson Diath as well. Uh, you know, he we could have named the award after him, really, but, but 
yeah, he's he's had a difficult season, and that heartbreaking injury on the last game of the season, just when you know we thought we were gonna see it through, and he might finish the season fit. Um, yeah, so those are the four nominations. Uh, let's discuss it. What, what do we think? I'd agree with you on Duffus um, yeah. that that was a real derailer, wasn't it? And um, I remember Ben, you 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 saying that uh, it was Halifax, wasn't it, that he got injured and going going in hard for the um, uh, for the goal that he scored. But yeah. he did the same thing at Kings Lynn on the first game, didn't he? I remember that he, oh, he, he went in with the keeper or, or a defender and he got clattered then. So I mean, I, I know I wasn't around to defend my scores of uh, of players the other week because I double booked myself, um, but. Uh, so I won't go back on that. But um, uh, but yeah, I I agree. I, I would have preferred that the money we spent on replacing him, we could have pumped into uh, into in, into keeping him. I, I do think if he hadn't have got injured at that point, things could have been different. But maybe you know I'm being hopelessly optimistic here. But yeah, he was definitely a big loss when when we did lose him. So I, I'd say probably for I mean. So to, to, to go through them all, but I mean Murphy was out for a for a lot a long time, but he still got thirteen goals, so he still had a decent return. Wilco, um, you know, was 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 good when he was there. I think his problem was more silly fouls and even sillier red cards. Um, but Courtney, yeah, you have to. I think I, so. I haven't I haven't quite made my mind up. Let me uh, let me let me have a think about it. Well, go on, someone else. Go. Okay. <laughs> so I I don't think we can give it to Luke Wilkinson because I yeah. felt more comfortable with his replacements we had hunt we had sas davis we had anyone and anyone having a go at center back you played at center back i think once ian um so i felt like we had more more options in behind the problem was the consistency with luke wilkinson the amount that we lost was just that rock at the back that we had the season before so i'm reluctant to give it to luke wilkinson because we at least had reasonable players to replace Luke Wilkinson. And then that kind of had a knock-on effect with Hunt getting injured and Sass Davis getting injured. And we had Morgan Williams for a bit. And he disappeared. We had this, we had that, the other. I don't want to give it to Lawson Diaz because of the fact that he put his body on the line for us at the end of the season. And that would be, I think, harsh to award him this award and I just I genuinely hope he's okay and I genuinely hope he's going to get better and I hope we can somehow find a way of keeping him I really do because I think he's he's worth it so for me it comes down to either Murphy or Duffus I don't think but, you can give it Murphy Murphy still got 13 goals for us didn't he so yeah um, yeah I mean my vote my vote's Courtney because of the, yeah. the well, impact he had on the, is the impact at the start of the season of him getting injured was huge you and he hasn't and just as he hasn't, played Trump, for, he hasn't played for Bromley either, has he? Towards the back end of the season. No, but I read that was down to his the new manager not fancying him, which is oh, weird. I thought it was an injury thing. No, 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 he's not injured. I, I saw someone ask on social where he um where he was and some said the new manager didn't fancy him. And he hasn't played since he took over, I don't think, which is um Well come back, Courtney. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we'll have him back. Yeah. yeah. We'll have you back, mate. We will be back in a heartbeat. Well I tell you what, we'll do a swap deal for Reed. <laughs> don't say anything David don't say anything congratulations Courtney on your Mark Bircham award for injured players right get Mark Bircham to present it okay. yes he's over in Ireland can't do it okay here we go Ben you can uh, I think you're next to, to read this All right. is the Pablo Bastianini award for a player who promised so much or a well for someone who promised so much and didn't quite deliver. And the nominations are, again, Luke Wilkinson, unfortunately. Uh, Albie Skendy, although I gave him a five out of seven, so I don't know why he's in here. Um, uh, a certain Mr. Ruben Reed. Don't say and, anything, David. Don't say anything. And the uh, kit designer at Hummel, who was dealing with the YTFC accounts. Oh, that goodness. Achieved uh, for that achieved by unit monstrosity yeah. that we were going to have impacted on us at the start of <sighs> the season. I think I know where you're going to vote here. Coach. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm going to leave you off. Ian, where are you going to go? Um, so I'm going to go for the Hummel kit designer. Okay, nice. nice. Um, I think when we saw that we were going to be, and we announced the deal with Hummel, 
based on the other kits that they've done and have put out, I think there was quite a lot of excitement about that because they do great they're, they're quite a trendy, trendy kit manufacturer. And yeah, the monstrosity that appeared at the start of last season. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, I've, it, you could have put that out on April Fool's and people would have, you know, <laughs> people would have Got, been, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> well yeah, done. Yeah. Very good. Very good. How 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 long ago does it feel as well now? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I think... If and that was the worst the season got, it, we'd have been all right. I think it made it worse because it followed the playoff kit, which ended up being the kit this season, which everyone really liked that kit and thought that yeah. was that was really nice. And then to come up with... To come up with that, I mean, I don't know how it got how it got past, you know, those in charge to say, "Oh yeah, that's quite nice." I, I, I it shocked me that it was even allowed to, to see the light of day. I just want to, uh, I just want to read you out the quote from the the launch. I've got the launch in front of oh, me. Cool. Commenting, club director Glenn Collis says, "Working with Hummel on the design of the 125th anniversary kit." Has been fantastic. The home kit, <laughs> the home kit embodies our core value of achieve by unit, with a modern <laughs> twist, whilst paying respects to the history of our amazing club and supporters in our 125th anniversary year. Fucking hell! It's it's horrendous <laughs> on every stretch of the imagination. I mean, there is there's no way to make it look good. I mean, you know the phrase you can't polish a turd. <laughs> that but you can cover it in that, achieve by unity <laughs> that quote that quote is absurd absurd <laughs> mr sheen out there glenn isn't he he's got his mr sheen out for that one it's happiest I mean, day in football that was releasing that show we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna again again we'll do a we'll do a winner's award thing here and we will put this picture on because for anyone who can't remember how horrendous this shirt is it is just I the don't... most. It's entire. It's Times New Roman. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. It is horrendous. Don't upset um, him. Don't upset. Okay, him. so that's my vote. Okay, Dave, uh, are you going for Ruben Reed, or would you like to make a case for either of the others? Well, uh, I, I feel after that impassioned, uh, I'll, I'll go with the. I'll go with the majority, but I, I think we know where my heart <laughs> lies. I'm voting with my head today. Was Ruben Alves Reed not your top priority this season? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> number one target. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, yes, I'm sure he will do better next season. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. Thank you for adding the context, Dave. Uh, Albi Skendi doesn't get this for me. It's a five out of seven performance this season from Albi. So I, I don't even know why he's here. Um, I've, I've been a big fan all season. Luke Wilkinson yeah. has had... Luke Wilkinson, he has underperformed this season. Of that, there is no doubt. But there are other factors involved his injuries um lack of consistency with partners etc 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 i'm overlooking luke wilkinson must do better though next season so it is down to your two picks and i'm i'm a little bit torn no, i am no, i no. feel like there is no am, way you're going for reuben reed i feel like natalie and brulia i am torn <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. there's a first time for everything yeah. isn't there ben feels like natalie yeah he doesn't know which way to pick I don't know which way to go. <laughs> Ruben Reed, who I haven't judged on goals all season, and thought produced quite nice. Uh, now you realise what a ridiculous comment that was. Or, there, yeah? or that monstrosity of a Hummel kit design that is just the worst thing ever to be put on humanity. And we did get a girl band at Yeovil Town, and this is worse. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm going to contact the people at Hummel and asked them to send us one of those kits that I'm sure ended up getting made with Bastianini on the back. <laughs> because congratulations to the Hummel kit designers. You are a Glovies Mate, award I, winner. I bet they have got boxes of them in the back of oh. like in one of the containers out the back of the football I'm going to email at the football club I'm, probably. They got them all I'm in. Going to really. email them. Are you? I'm gonna email them. I am. I'm gonna ask for one. Ben, yeah, Ben's gonna get one and he's gonna burn it. On live, <laughs> live, Facebook live. Some men just want to see the world burn. There you go. I am, I am going to email them. I will let you know, Club's Cast listeners, how that email goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, We've sacked I, the guy who did it. I don't, I don't think you can categorise Ben as one. some people who want to watch the rest of the world burn <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, well, after that Ruben Reed comment, he's a joker, that's for sure. But, uh, oh, well, should, we move on to the, should we move on to the main event, gentlemen? Yes. 
Yeah, this one. So does age dictate that I get to do this one? Or maybe not age, but maybe just the fact that I it's think, my turn. I think the running order of how this has fallen dictates that rather than <laughs> yeah. rather than your age. Yeah, exactly. You can talk There's about no, your age all you want to, Dave. <laughs> we never bring it up. Well, uh, excuse me. Can I can I just point out? And I do listen. Yeah, when I wasn't on the other week, and I said that I double booked myself, you said I'm not going to say anything about old people not knowing how to uh, organise themselves. So I there did, you go. You yeah. did mention it. I didn't say I anything. I, I did. did. I specifically didn't say anything because I said that I wasn't going to say anything. Exactly. You said <laughs> you weren't going to say anything and by virtue of not. Anyway, right. Okay. Let's just go on. This is. This is descending into farce. This is an award ceremony, gents. Okay. Main event time. It was a farce at the start. The Player of the Season award sponsored by, I don't know, the Glover's Cast. Who who cleans up? Stephen Colker cleans up, doesn't he? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stephen Colker. All right. Sponsored by Stephen Colker. Yeah. If you're listening, Stephen, we want you on the Glover's Cast to tell us about uh, playing for Yeovil. Okay. So, again, in no particular order, the nominees are. Top goal scorer for the last two seasons, Reese Murphy. Mr. Crunching Tackle himself, Carl Dickinson. Uh, Loney of the year, Joshua <laughs> Neufeld. Uh, Mr. Head on a Stick, or not Head on a Stick as the case may be, Joe Quigley. And Ian's man crush, Tom Knowles. And the winner is... With 72 votes, it is, again, Tom Knowles completing a hat-trick of Glovies, if I'm not mistaken. That is a hat-trick. That is a hat-trick. Yeah, 72, 56% of the vote. Um, as quite comprehensive as well. Just Neufeld came in um, second with 25% of the vote with 32 votes, followed by Dicko with 17 votes, Murphy with five, and Joe Quigley with two. Well, well done, Tom Knowles. Yeah. Well deserved, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely well deserved, and voted for by the readers of Glover's Cast and listeners of Glover's Cast as well. Thank you very much. Ian for your just votes. went on and voted for him himself. Yeah, I've got seventy-two wow. different IP addresses <laughs> um, that I <laughs> went and voted. Um, yeah, for him. No, he's been. You know, I, I think we can all agree he's yeah, been he's, the highlight yeah. of the season, really, as as a player that is going to be ours as well. I think the context of the fact that we've got him next season makes it even more exciting. Um, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't get injured and <laughs> we can reproduce. He what said he did. it now. And he said it. <laughs> well, what he did in the second half of the season, because he's been, yeah, he's been quality. He's a, the player that, you know, when he picks up the ball, you stand up because something's going to happen. What if you stood up anyway? Uh, you sit down? Yeah, no. you do, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, well. I, I, I sit down, Dave. That's why I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, I think Tom Knowles has been a worthy a worthy recipient of, of three of these awards now, and that just shows the impact he had towards the end of the season. And I think this is the, this is the rally cry now, isn't it, to, to Darren Sarl and to and to his team? He let's get let's get these guys some support because for every Tom Knowles we had a Neufeld. For every um, for every uh, Sass Davis, we had a Hunt. You know, for every Murphy, we had a Quigley. So we've got to start bulking the squad up. We've talked already on the podcast that a couple of players have announced their departure, and obviously we had the trio declare themselves as sort of finishing up as well. Charlie Lee and Jimmy Smith, alongside Dicko, on the end of the season, we've got some real talent in there. We all like Bradley at right back. We all like the players that we've got available to us next season. We're all really excited to see Josh Staunton, who missed out on the injured award by some way. I, I can't remember. I, I'm not sure why we didn't put him in for the injured award because he's missed the entire season. But we've got that that core now. We've got a player we can be excited about in Tom Knowles. We've got a goal scorer in Quigley. We've got just a very, very, very small base that we can start looking forward with next season. And uh, yeah. Tom Knowles is going to be a massive part of that. He is. Can yeah. I just say, you've had all week to look at this spreadsheet. <laughs> I know, the yeah, injury I nominations. Believe. And then after the fact, you bring up Josh Staunton. Uh, yeah, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is a good show. But, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, no, he probably no, would have won as well. Probably would have won as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Uh, he probably wouldn't have wanted to win, but he, he, he probably would have. Yeah. Courtney doesn't no, even but... play for us anymore. God, uh, maybe Josh can accept the award on behalf of Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. you should name the award after him. 
no, I'm no, sorry no. Courtney couldn't be here tonight. He's busy at Bromley. Oh, well, he's not busy. Oh, at, not busy at Bromley. Oh, no, yeah, true, yeah. Yeah. Playing tennis with the missus. So how do we find the first ever Glovies, lads? A success? Well, think, considering the received well? considering the lack of organisation and you know, winging it while we record. Uh, yeah, I, I'd chalk it up as a success. We can, we go again, as they say. Well, I have, think about it next season. Yeah, I'd have to say, I, I was I was considering giving the two of you an award for uh, for going through that start of the season, talking <laughs> twice a week about all that dross up into, I mean, I obviously just burst onto the scene in the, uh, <laughs> uh, in, in, the in the final third, but um yeah, okay. You're supposed to agree with me on that point, oh, but sorry, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you, you two, especially you, Barrett. I mean, I've, obviously, we've known each other a long time, and I know your your capacity for, for positivity. But even by your standards, <laughs> that was that was something else. Uh, making any kind of uh, positive out of some of the stuff we saw in the first half. I think season, was it so. three or four games in, we were we were going to do one six at some point. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting I, for that, aren't we? Yeah. I said that live on BBC when I was uh, up at Halifax's Co-Coms. Uh, <laughs> after the game, they sort of patched me through to the studio and they were like, oh, Ben, it's uh, a one-all draw. A little bit disappointing. And I sat there and I waxed lyrical. I said, we've just signed this lad Warburton. He's an absolute Rolls Royce. I said, if we play like that every week, we're going to batter everybody. We're going to put six past somebody and it won't be. And they were like, oh, well, that's lovely to hear. Great <laughs> yeah. stuff. We look forward to that. Well, we're still looking forward, lads, anytime yeah. you like. And he was to never fair, heard from again. No. Yeah, I'm going to say, with your, your capacity for puns, if, why didn't you say Matt Warburton was the best thing since sliced bread? I mean, come on, that was looking in your that's face. Written, that, is, that is right there, isn't it? That well, is. that's, that's the difference between an award-winning journalist that's it. Um, <laughs> an award-nominated like podcast. You, you, you banned yeah. me. You banned me last time I tried to tell a joke about roller coasters, <laughs> if I remember right. <laughs> I might not be back. Well, who knows? Well, you will be because we recorded a we've recorded <laughs> oh, we one already yeah, to go yeah. out. Right? Oh, should yeah. we knock Quiet. this on the head? Because I've got to cut this all together now, and it's nine o'clock on a Thursday. It is. Well, thank you very much, gents, and thank you everyone for voting, and thank you everyone for still listening to our utter tripe some of these times. I really do. Yeah, I really do admire anyone who sits and listens through it all. Looking forward to the next quiz. Looking forward to. Going again throughout the summer because these lads have done some serious work to get some seriously good interviews. So stick with us here on the Glovers Cast. Cheers, everyone. Thanks a lot. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.